0: You guys ready? Yeah. Wait, let me pee. Oh, God. God. Really? Oh my lord.
1: Hi, and welcome to Sci-Fi Cross-Sections. This is a podcast dedicated to everything sci-fi, be it film, television, books, video games. We'll talk about it. We'll dissect it and tell you what we think about it. This is episode eight, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Today we are talking about a movie that I've been anticipating for probably about, you know, two years. Uh, Star Trek Beyond. The sequel to uh into darkness and in 2009 the jj uh, abrams universe uh but before we begin with that uh let's let's uh do a roll call of who's here today uh i'm matt you... is here mark eric ben
2: jason
3: and for his fourth non-consecutive time, I am Andrew Miller.
4: Today, <laughs> and, I'm playing the role of, of Justin Lynch, right? Yeah, it's Justin Lynch. Lin- Justin,
3: yeah. yeah, Justin Lynch. David Lynch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I, of course, am uh, Colin.
5: I would love to see a David Lynch Star Trek. Um,
1: so before we begin, uh, we also have uh, just some quick things to cover in the uh, sci-fi realm. Would you
3: call it news?
1: It could be, but by the time this episode's gonna go up, it's gonna be old news, so it's not even worth it, but, uh, yeah, so, Comic-Con, just, not Comic-Con, sorry.
4: Yes, Comic-Con. Yeah, well, I'm sorry, it's
1: San Diego Comic-Con, there's a difference between that and other Comic-Cons. This is the big one. Um, The Expanse released their, uh, early trailer for season two, and I know most, well, everyone here except for... Andrew What's up? have seen The Expanse right? I do not Okay <laughs> um, have, have all of you had a chance to watch the uh, trailer for season 2? Yeah, no I oh, It's so not. pretty It is amazing I think They got some more money yes. They got some more money It looks so and much better I, I think saying something. I think the cast is more invested in it which you can always tell that that first season like they're still trying to uh, explore like the character they don't know quite what it is and by the time the second season comes out they're fully invested in what they're doing you know especially after you've done like one or two uh comic cons (laughs) they realize there's actual fans out there because to be honest with the expanse when this uh from what i've been hearing is it didn't do too well in terms of uh people watching it um it was basically just the people that read the books and you know we all didn't read the books before we watched it, but it's sci-fi, so that's where we're at. But it it didn't do too well with. Uh,
4: I don't right think it, the rate. Right, I don't think it's going to do too well in season two either. I
1: well no, they I, actually gained a lot of fans because of the first season. People finally started watching it.
4: Definitely, but I still don't think it's going to be as big as it should be. I think we're, Expanse is going to turn out a lot like Breaking Bad, where like it's going to go on for three seasons, and a majority of the audience is never going to hear about it. And then, our, I don't know, like season four, it's just going to blow up out of nowhere. Just and become wait. Like one the, of the biggest
1: just shows. wait, though. In December, it actually just came out that The Expanse is going to be on Amazon Prime. Ooh. Now, that's not like Netflix or Hulu. Yeah. I feel yeah. like more people have that than Amazon Prime. Well, no, actually, Amazon Prime is. Pretty I good. I mean, it's good. popular. Um, I think no. a lot of
2: people have Amazon Prime, but I've I've had it for like two years and I don't take advantage of watching. Right well,
1: I have it amazing. I have There's it logged in on one yeah, of my devices yeah. and I never go on I watch like documentaries on World War Two. It's about it.
5: It'll be good though, it'll it'll be another um, audience. Yeah, really? But
1: but that, that'll grow it. Yeah. Now it's on a streaming service that you know people don't have to go seek the expanse. It's just yeah. there and they might watch it. That'll to that'll really help.
4: Fee. I'm really fucking glad I paid Amazon fifteen bucks to watch the whole season, and now they're putting it on streaming. I mean, I <laughs> <That's yeah. it. laughs> yeah, I think I, I think
1: I paid Jason money so we could buy the episodes for his Amazon Prime, and then uh, I ended up just buying the Blu-ray. <laughs> and I would probably buy another Blu-ray. So we given sci-fi something. buying a lot the Blu-ray is fine. Um, <laughs> it's buying
4: the episodes on Amazon that pissed me off. Like I'm okay with buying a Blu-ray. But, uh, we can
1: expect season two in January. of... Uh, 2017 and if you haven't listened hey. to our expanse episode uh, I think it was our four three there right? was three oh, three four that was, was our four
4: was a uh, uh, event, event, event prize. Was. it was
1: our third episode <laughs> released it was actually the second
2: Topic. I think butthole horizon
1: it? is better. It is. <laughs> <laughs> that was the canceled sequel. Sorry, Sam you
4: Neill. Know, we
3: can even it. do like we can even go further
4: and be like oh.
3: butthole
1: horizon. Like, is that the
6: sequel butthole to handle horizon? <laughs> 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 All
1: right. So moving on. Um, while this. uh, this main topic today is Star Trek. We have some other Star Trek news. Uh, Star Trek Discovery at San Diego Comic-Con. They released the uh, teaser trailer. It was basically just you know lights turning on and a ship slowly taking off. But they gave the name of the new show, which is Star Trek Discovery. Which uh, actually just comes out to STD if you want to break it down to the acronym. Oh, yeah. Uh, no. And they actually showed what the ship is, which... I don't know how many people get into Star Trek lore, but it it as my brother said, it looked like a Klingon battlecruiser just shoved its head up the ass of a Federation ship and then they went with it. It's actually based off of a Ralph McCorry design from 19 I think 77 when they planned to do a reboot of Star Trek mm-hmm. and they ended up just canceling it and then a couple years later they came out with the motion picture so and started making So looking back
5: to look forward no right, no but
1: this is is this definitely feels like an anthology piece. Unfortunately, they're not being brave enough to. No. Like after the original series, and they did the uh, the animated series, which is actually pretty good. It, it just finishes off the five year mission. If anyone gets a chance to watch it, I believe Ben bought it for me this past uh, Christmas. Fantastic. Um, it's like Scooby Doo artwork. Star Trek. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, oh, it's, God, it's, Tim of the Enterprise is painted like the mystery machine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it's, How many it's,
2: giant sandwiches do
1: they eat? None, actually. Why <laughs> Enterprise breaks, no, breaks down... It's it it, it, it,
3: like, like Zoinks, Spock! <laughs>
1: it, it actually plays out like an episode of Star Trek, but animated. I swear, watch it. Um, it's on Netflix. But I feel like ever since uh, Roddenberry died... You had TNG, which came out when Roddenberry was alive. And yeah, then you sure. uh, you had Voyager and DS9, which were, uh, were a continuation of the, the time period of TNG. It all fit neatly together. Yeah. But after that, they tried to do an anthology piece. They did Star Trek Enterprise, which only went five seasons instead of the normal seven. And it bombed, and Star Trek disappeared for like ten years. Until J.J. J. Abrams made the... Uh, the newer, J-Jums. yeah, the J the. Are Who the, uh, was captain
6: of the Enterprise for
1: Enterprise? Scott Bakula. I
6: thought. Oh yes! yes. yes. Forgot about Dr. that. Not the, not the worst part, actually. Scott Bakula was a
1: strong point. No, of yeah, I, show. I I he was, was a really was. good I captain. I will a, give him a that. Captain, yeah. You got to give Bakula credit. He actually is a theatrically trained uh, actor. i just. I was so
0: sad because Voyager brought you to the brink of like a new technology, a new era it felt like they were trying to bridge the gap. Like, between the original series and TNG, it felt like they were getting geared up for a next generation. Like, all the tech was slightly advanced. Everything was ready to go. They were going further on their travels than they ever had. And then they just
1: jumped back, oh, and were like, we don't even have shields now. Pro- <laughs> props to Star Trek. At that time, their canon was spot on. Voyager yes. actually, in some ways, fed into the movies, the the next generation yeah. movies that were going on. Mm-hmm. In fact, the last next generation movie, Nemesis, actually had Janeway, mm-hmm. you know, your your captain of you know the starship Voyager. She was such was, a strong captain after, too. After spoiler alert, they make it home in Voyager at the uh, the series finale, but Voyager. Uh, sorry, Janeway was an admiral in uh, Star Trek Nemesis, the last theatrical Star Trek movie, before the J.J. movies. So, um, Anyways, yeah, that's uh, big news, and we'll see what comes. I'm sure it won't be pretty. Uh, moving on to uh, the other beloved sci-fi franchise, Star Wars, Rogue One, which we're all really anticipating and love, but it has come out that Gareth Edwards says that Han Solo will not be in the movie. <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so we're all happy about that. To be honest, oh my
4: god! Every I was really worried because I'm not gonna see that shit Han Solo movie. So like, I was well, worried well, no, that no. I was gonna Honestly, have to waste my fucking you know what, eyes to see all no, this Han Solo. No,
1: I'm I'm actually I'm curious at this point. Your finite eyes. I'm curious at this, point. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious at <laughs> this point to see how he's gonna do his Han Solo. I have special eyes I'm happy me. that they're not just gonna plug that in. <laughs> yeah. To to this uh, this movie. Um. Kathleen Kennedy went on to say, because there's been rumors floating around, that Hayden Christensen was going to be in it.
4: Rather see him than all of them. (laughs) Luckily.
1: Hayden Christensen is not going to be in this it's, movie. It's she been said, no. me up at night. In in fact, fact,
5: I'm thinking, is Hayden gonna
1: be in it? Or I'm, par- is not I'm paraphrasing, it? but it actually she said no in as many ways as she possibly could in like a 10 second span. Like she no, had a lot of no's, she had, she had a lot never. of don'ts. She had like never, she had never. <laughs> it was fantastic. No no uh,
4: no no no. No, 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 never
3: I mean but, yes.
4: Uh <laughs>
1: kind of segueing in there though, she did say that Darth Vader is Confirmed. He is going to be in it, and James Earl Jones is actually doing the voice of Darth Vader. I thought Star he was Vader.
4: dead. Wait. No! What? what? No! God. He's Wait, been that, doing that that was confirmed stage like acting
0: ago. for a long time. Wait, that James Earl Jones is alive?
4: <laughs> <laughs> they found him under the stairs! No one could explain it! He's still
1: kicking.
4: He's making Hello movies. everyone, it's me, James um, Earl Jones. That's exactly how, they it, how he greeted I'm them when they alive. found him. But,
1: the reason people suspected it though is because uh, Alden uh, Ehrenreich is actually contracted to three Star Wars movies. So people are starting to speculate that
3: there's Rogue One, be... Rogue Two, and Rogue Three. <laughs> I would, I would... People
1: are starting to speculate that no, it's Rogue One, Rogue Two, and the Han Solo movie.
2: But Rogue Two, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but people are trying to speculate that there is going to be a Han Solo trilogy, which I really. I'll hope. Fucking I hope. It. I hope not. Han you Han know, belt. the only trilogy I want to see them make in terms of anthology would be a Ewan McGregor Obi Wan trilogy. Yeah, that would be fantastic. And yeah. he yeah. wants to do it. And keep up with the uh, episode two and three like noir detective thing and yeah. we, know,
4: we know we know for be... sure now didn't someone just say Samuel, that mace lindu did not die someone just yes. announced that it was
2: it was confirmed in the new canon yeah it george
3: lucas linked. so
4: mace like, isn't dead obi-wan mace team up
1: wait you and mcgregor and Are Sammy you Jackson about buddy just rolling cop? across the galaxy <laughs> buddy just cop dispensing, dispensing justice <laughs> i would watch that in a heartbeat think just about it man
4: cool. oh directed by quentin tarantino the last two remaining Jedi who were outcast—not well, the last two, but one of the last two remaining Jedi—outcasted from the galaxy because of Order sixty-six. Samuel Jackson in the trailers like, like we gotta get our revenge. I wasn't gonna say that word, and then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then like, like Obi Wan's like, oh, Mace, please, you have to be civil he's like, we're well, way past civil, bitch. And, and like, chop some guy's hand off, just like that.
0: You know, yeah, it's like it's like like the and yeah. Or it just is like Ben Kenobi being a grouchy old guy and just like yelling at kids for being on his lawn.
3: <laughs>
4: yeah. that, that is, uh, got
0: right my Why That's Why'd you That's get
4: take son. a really cool idea and then turn it into the greatest fucking I've ever heard? That's
2: my sand! Alright, um... Well, Rebels is already doing a really good job of filling that space, uh, in the in between three and four. I think it would be cool to have more, to have a live action version of some of the events of between two and three.
4: Did he say Rebels cool. or Rebels? All I heard Rebels? was that he he said Rebels is doing a mighty fine job without Obi Wan, so that's just wrong, right okay. there. Okay.
1: So <laughs> actually, he was in uh, the pilot episode.
4: Oh,
2: cool. Uh,
1: but not. You're McGregor, but the uh, James L. Taylor. You and him. like Jad? Jad is the man. Um, second best voice oh actor it's Jet to Boy. Mark Gallagher.
4: Uh,
3: also,
1: uh, Blade Runner 2, there's been some news. What? Uh, you guys know that that was a movie, mm-hmm. right?
0: I
6: making, thought it was a reboot. Not two. no, no. They're making it's, it, it's definitely a sequel. A sequel. That's uh, Harrison Lenny... Ford,
4: Ridley Scott is just continuing to destroy his uh, <laughs> legacy. <laughs> Ridley, Ridley, Scott's de- Ridley Scott's definitely not directing it. Thank God. So uh, just... Lenny
1: James from uh, The Walking Dead. Yeah, you guys familiar with which
4: him? which which character is he? Uh, Morgan.
1: Oh, I love Morgan. He has actually been recently casted in it, and this movie is expected uh, October second, two thousand and seventeen. Really? They're, they're very... That's sick. I, think
4: I should that's probably see that movie. Yeah. Well, let's just say October of 2017. Wait. I'm sure dates will get pushed around. Yeah, we need to <laughs> Blade, Blade Runner. Runner. You need to see Blade Runner. I've never fucking seen Blade Runner, guys. <sighs>
1: well, okay, we just picked our, uh... Well, one of our next topics. Uh, I don't know movie. why.
4: I don't know
0: Blade why. You. I love Philip okay, K. Nick, so, and like... Cap- cut it. Mark, edit all the beginning to- off. We're redoing this as a Blade
1: Runner. <laughs> <laughs> to, to cap this, We, we will uh, do Blade Runner. To cap this it. segment off, we have one more thing to add. Um... So, Charlie Hunnam is officially not going to be in Pacific Rim 2. Sad. I mean, he, obviously he's on to bigger, better things.
4: Yeah, <laughs> big, big but bigger, I have, I I have is a really big more big important question. Is Charlie Day going to be in it? I would hope so. Otherwise, it's unwatchable. Well, I
5: mean, yeah, that's the interesting thing for me, because I really enjoyed Pacific Rim um, as a kind of a genre mashup. You know, big kaiju, modern special effects piece. Um, With all the money behind it, like it, I I don't know financially how well that movie really did. I didn't really look into it, but I definitely enjoyed it.
1: I mean, if you put giant robots on the screen, people are going to show. I I mean, it it
5: was, but I don't want to give too much credit to Charlie Hunnam. But like, I feel like he was, you know, he was the lead actor in that movie. He, he, you know, he he didn't carry the movie, but he was the the, lead actor. That's the thing,
1: though. Is do you need Charlie Hunnam for the sequel?
5: I don't. I don't know. I don't think you necessarily do, but it would have been kind of nice to get the the band back together for Mm -hmm. Pacific Rim 2, since it's been one of those movies that was kind of rumored, but it wasn't a sure thing. Right. It's been kind of bouncing back and forth. It's like, you know, almost like a a Hellboy 3 type, you know, everyone kind of wants it, but it's, we don't really know how far along it is or if it's going to happen or whatever. And it'll be interesting to see where it finally ends up. I agree.
1: Uh, so, without further ado, uh, unless anyone else has anything to add in terms of uh, sci-fi news they heard, no.
5: Yeah. Okay. The
1: Rocketeer uh. too. So we're going to talk about Starship <laughs> Troopers.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Starship
1: Troopers. Do you want to talk about the Rocketeer? Two? No, I just
5: wanted to mention it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a thing. Anyway. I mean, it's like 30 years later, but exciting. The Rocketeer. So Star Trek. Yeah. yeah. Star Trek? Yeah, Star Wars. Star, Star,
4: Star, Trek. Star, Trek. Star, Star Trek. Starship Trooper Trek. Star stars. <laughs> Super style.
1: No, but uh, Star Trek Beyond. Uh, I did not know where to begin with this. Uh, How about who, a summary? Who, who would like, okay.
2: <clears throat> a summary.
4: How about a summary? That's very strange. So, spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. Yeah, everyone, if you haven't seen Spoiler alert, Benedict
1: Cumberbatch is in fact Khan.
4: <laughs> if you guys haven't seen Beyond yet, Shaka Khan? Turn it off, <laughs> come back. Listen to us afterwards Shut so down, that man. you can agree with
3: me. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll be here. We'll wait for you.
4: And then I'll get, I, at the end of the podcast, <laughs> I'll give Jason's address because I have a feeling it's gonna be a negative reaction. You know what? I don't even know his address. I
3: know where he lives, but I don't
1: know his address. I'll so. figure it out. In fact,
4: know. when Ben says turn it off, <laughs> he means just let it keep playing for
6: four hours of silence while you drive the movie. <laughs> Watch the movie. Stop it, Dairy back. Queen. And, Dairy and <laughs> see it, and it in IMAX if
4: you can, because I feel like I feel like it's Uh, All right, so have fun, guys. But don't see it in
3: IMAX 3D, because 3D's never worth it.
1: Star Trek Beyond starts off... The was good. good. Star Star Trek Beyond starts off uh, very much like an episode of Star Trek, the original series. The Captain's Log. And it shows Kirk just walking around the ship and ripping shirts. (laughs) (laughs) Which I think they focused a little too much on the fact that he was destroying his shirts. But... (laughs) (laughs) Which that's what Kirk always did, in, you know, episodes, just, oh no, another rip. Yeah. It's okay, it'll be gone in the next scene. Um, <laughs> it was funny as hell. But this was, uh, the way it started off just played exactly like an episode. Mm-hmm. So they ended up having shore leave on the, uh, was it the space station, uh, Yorktown? Yorktown. No,
3: no. Jamestown. Jamestown.
1: should be Jamestown at that point. in time. Tom whatever. Yorktown. Tom. <laughs> so. <laughs> And from there, they actually get a distress call. Uh, Some random alien shows up in distress, saying, oh, you need to go save my uh, crew. So they end up flying through this nebula, and they come to this planet perfectly in the middle where uh, they get attacked by a swarm of drones, which they keep referencing bees. Bees. But uh, this swarm, which is actually individually piloted crafts of these uh soldiers these uh troopers and they infiltrate the enterprise basically destroy the enterprise fuck it up real bad what's left of the enterprise which is the saucer section crash lands onto the planet the crew made it off through escape pods which were all captured by this summary count summary anyways some scheming happens. There is a new female lead, which, what's her name?
4: J- uh, J- Jayla. J- Jaila. Jayla. Jayla's introduced. Jaila. She kicks ass.
1: She swings some stuff, has some weird tech, loves uh, early 90s rap, and then, uh, yeah, Who does this is a weird movie. Anyways, they escape from there, end up saving uh, Yorktown, and that's the end. How about that? That's your summary, Ben. That's so pretty bad. good.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I would have added the badass sabotage scene.
1: Nope, we're gonna get to that. All right, um, okay. we will get to that. <laughs> so, I, who would like to start today with uh, their opinions on this movie, and we'll just keep it rolling? Uh, Mark, because you, you were you were sipping coffee. I just
2: called <laughs> <him out. laughs> oh man, I was like, I was excited for this movie. I've enjoyed all of, all the movies, even though they're. Uh, <clears throat> they don't give off the same, quite the same feel that the show does. Um, but this one, more than any of the others I feel did, uh, it had a lot of elements that I really enjoyed that felt, um, you know, especially in the very beginning. I mean, they even reference it when he says, you know, uh, it's it's beginning to feel episodic. Episodic. I love that.
1: There was a couple other uh, Easter eggs in there. Actually, the... Uh, his captain's log. It was like how many when he was saying how many days into the uh, five-year mission they are, was actually take away the one from nineteen sixty-six. It was nine hundred and sixty-six. Hmm. There's nine hundred sixty-six day Huh. That was an hmm. homage to the year that Star Trek came out. What do you know? Yeah. Yep. Simon Pegg was on top of these eggs for this yeah. movie. Yeah.
2: Oh, man. Yeah, I loved it though. The the new character didn't feel forced. Uh, she she really naturally flowed into the into the cast. I feel like um, she fit really well while also standing out, uh, which was cool. Uh, the enemy, I thought, I think they could have brought his motive a little earlier. Yeah. Um, yeah. but he was cool nonetheless. Um, they also kind of introduced his abilities kind of late into it. I feel like, um, but yeah, I I liked I really enjoyed the general design. Of the enemy swarm their ships were really unique it was interesting the way they were uh, like cutting off different sections of the ship like that was that yeah. was phenomenal I love that part um, everything that happened on the planet the ship flipping the new tech it was just I, I was all over it I loved this movie
1: this was definitely way more highly conceptualized than anything JJ did with these yeah. movies he, yeah. he, he kind of just like I don't want to say cookie cutter because he did a pretty decent job but he kind of played it safe yeah with these Star Trek movies uh props to Simon Pegg and Justin Um uh, I f- who's the other writer I forget his name but sorry, yeah I, but, I'm
4: not sure who worked on this one so um,
1: you can check. I know Lindelof and Orsi, like they were all removed from the credits they didn't have anything to do with this anymore but they did a, a pretty damn good job with this with this movie I mean it
4: Doug June yeah Lindo, busy, Which actually... Is he running the most critically acclaimed TV show? The,
1: uh, so. the guy that played, uh, spoiler alert, Sulu's husband in this movie was actually the other writer. Oh, huh, cool. Yep. So both both writers actually nice. appeared in the movie. And uh, what I've heard is the reason for that is because they filmed all the scenes with him in uh, Dubai. And they originally casted like um, actors from Dubai and none of them were comfortable playing a gay hmm. role. And that's and they they were just gonna scrap it and then uh, Doug Jung Doug, Doug Jung he uh, his wife was just like why don't you just do it then and so they ended up filming it and I actually think it was a pretty uh, nice touch to the it was. Uh, to the movie
2: yeah I mean they it wasn't as forced as I thought it was gonna be just with all the, the talk that we had about <laughs> it I mean it was in our news last cast uh, it was really natural it just it was like two seconds. They were, like, walking away with their kids, well, And there was, like, I also, another scene with him. In the yeah, game. I
5: also have heard, though, that they cut a kiss. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which it wouldn't have mattered. Again, you it know. wouldn't have mattered. But they did cut it. I don't know at what point maybe the release they cut it. If that was, you know, in the movie until three weeks ago when it got cut. Or if it was something that was cut early. But, you know, it's... What, a, know.
4: what a sign of the absence of Roddenberry. Where in the 60s, Kirk and I were kissed. And you just fucking dealt with it. And nowadays, everyone throws a fit, and it's like, all right, let's take it out, stick it out quickly, quickly, quickly. Like if Roddenberry was around, he'd be like, I, I don't
1: think it was that, you know. I, I feel I, like it would have felt like forced if it had been there. I think was, it it no, no, okay, was, no, but no, but no, so. but here's the thing: is it, it, you knew that this this rendition of Sulu was gay at that point. You knew he had a husband and a daughter. You know that, it all completely made sense. So. I wouldn't say that they were worried. It's not like you needed the kiss. You know that what they were trying to imply is there. That's Mm. what
2: I'm.
4: That's what
1: I'm
2: saying. I hear you. I hear
4: you. But there's also it's pretty. It's pretty obvious that it was removed because of the backlash from before the release. Yeah.
1: The only like the real like backlash like that was in the news was the fact that George Takei disagreed
4: with it. Maybe he was the backlash that they removed it because of why
1: you still know Sulu's gay because, you know, I don't think there's. But maybe they stepped it back out of respect for the fact that the,
0: you know, the original Sulu wasn't a big fan of it so they're like, you know, okay, maybe you deal know, it, it
1: in a little bit Maybe it didn't look convincing enough considering none of the actors that played that is were actually possible. Gay, so
5: That is very
4: possible, maybe that's I can imagine John, the John, John Cho giggling. <laughs> Cho-
5: yeah, George Takei's is like, hmm, no <laughs> 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 That's not how we do
4: that <laughs> um, Oh, God. No, but now we can have like we can have like George Takei Sulu like come through the black hole that like Spock came through, yep. and then he could find Cho Sulu, and then like we got some crazy fan You know what I on. think? I think oh. uh, Sulu Prime. Wait, right? you Sulu know what? Prime,
1: with uh, Star Trek Four going to happen, the the fourth one with uh, who who are they bringing back? For? Oh, uh, Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. Hemsworth. Yeah, maybe that'll happen. But uh, no, I think John Cho does a great job as Sulu. Oh, he does. Yeah. Uh, Eric, your thoughts on beyond in general yeah, just doing it in general
6: um, I was really pleased with the movie. Um, my biggest disappointment in the first two films of this sort of like new era Star Trek film were that they relied on action too much yeah and while this had a lot of action in it, it was seated in like the theme it was seated in this like like uh conflict taking place uh within you know the captain like like oh, i i don't know i'm, I'm not i I'm just i feel lost out here i feel lost in the expanse of space i feel purposeless sort of and he didn't even regain that purpose you know you still felt that tension he didn't even regain that purpose once they started fighting it took him the whole movie and you felt that tension and that was where i feel like i lived as a viewer of that movie not living in the action, scene to scene, feeling tense. My greatest concern the whole movie was are they going to resolve that, you know, that feeling of... Well, th- th-
1: that's places. a big thing. And, like, you you pointed out the the first two is J.J. J. Abrams is a phenomenal director, and he's a great writer. He just doesn't get Star Trek. Mm-hmm. He never did, and I don't think he ever will. Well, he, he just never wrote it. wrote it. Right, but I... Well, no, he part took in the writing of the first year, didn't he? Look, well, he, he even admitted he doesn't... He was never a fan of Star Trek. He just doesn't get it. It's not about... The, you know, I would equate him to more of good versus evil instead of, like, actually analyzing humanity. Yeah. And yeah. that's that's what it, that, that's what Abrams Star is Trek is all about. Like, yeah, it, there's a lot of gray in there. and that Star Trek is about that gray. Mm-hmm. It's about that inner conflict. <clears throat> yeah. And then... And it's also dealing with the conflict about those around you, and yeah. Their problems and are their problems your problem? Like Star Trek is all over the place, and Abrams doesn't quite really work with that. So, I I think that with Simon Pegg writing, yeah,
6: they did a stand up job. If I, if oh, I can yeah. say one other thing about the film, it's that I was so pleased with the. Uh, contrast between the villains and the heroes in this movie they, they tried to do that with the uh, the previous Star Trek movie but it wasn't as perfect as it was in this film there was something about the way that these guys were kamikaze pilots the way that their ships were in no I mean they were elegant to it in a sense but they weren't like delicate you know pieces of machinery in space they were these like daggers that were flying through and crushing, you know, and, and the fact that they were sort of faceless creatures that, you know, they were just every piece of those villains was in complete contrast to who the Federation was. Yeah. and yeah. It's that's, beautiful. That's pretty good. Oh, I also,
2: uh, I just wanted to add, I am a big fan of when they have a villain in, you know, that much makeup, and you don't know who it is. Like, I, I didn't know until... Uh, he had more like a human face structure again. Wait. That he oh, you, did yourself yourself. you didn't know
1: Idris Elba was in that movie. No, I didn't. About? No. Uh, he's actually like been
2: he's been one of the part of the marketing, marketing scheme points, for a yeah. while. Yeah, I tend to avoid unless I'm it's a movie that I'm not. I can really respect like that. Sure. I can respect that. If I'm if I know I'm going to see a movie, I just avoid all like I I, I wish I did that more actually. Yeah. Um, if it's a movie that I'm like I don't really know what this movie is about, I may or may not see it. I'll do a little research into it like that. But if I knew I was going to see this. I know I'm going to see Rogue One. I'm not going to watch any trailers. I know I. That's what I did for Seven. I watched the first teaser trailer and I didn't watch anything after that. I'm jealous. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to see Rogue One. Uh, it was the same thing. You're going to see Rogue One. You know it. Uh, not first. One. Christopher Eccleston in uh, in Thor Two was the same way. I didn't know the whole movie that it was him until I saw in the credits that it was him. Yeah, it same, with, it was great. same well, with the same
1: same with Gone in Sixty Seconds. I had no idea that was Christopher Eccleston. Yeah. <laughs> I think of the
2: Dark
4: World is that no one cared that it was Christopher Eccleston. The movie sucked. You know,
1: when I watched I uh, good. when I watched uh, Doctor Who, I had no idea that was Christopher
2: Eccleston. World <laughs> no. 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 was awful. Um, I, so I, upon re watching it, I don't like it as much, but I when I what I saw it in theaters I, I loved it. What I had, had a really about? great time. So Star-
4: uh, Dark- Can I uh, Oh, yeah. Should I talk about my big theme ama- analysis now, or should I save it for when I'm telling people? Uh, just models?
1: give your overall things, because we're gonna to start to go into some other stuff once we get around the uh, table.
4: Okay. Uh, it was really, really, really fucking dope. It was dope as fuck.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm, doing, I'm so happy I have you saying that uh, on recording. <laughs> <laughs> it was dope
4: as fuck. That's like, how the episode's gonna start. Here, here. like. I'm sitting next to Suzanne, and the scene where the saucer flips over, mm. I, I, it lands, and I I did this without even realizing I did it, I just look, it's just sitting there, my eyes wide, I'm just, awesome. <laughs> 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 like, that's it, and then uh, I'm, I'm sitting there laughing at the uh, sabotage scene, where Yorktown's just, and I'm just like cracking up because I'm like, this is so fucking sick. Like, it's awesome. And I don't care what you purist douchebags named Jason think.
1: Right. <laughs> Jason is not a Star Trek purist. Jason is just going to rubbing go- his eyes. Jason's going to analyze it as a movie. I guarantee it. All right, all right I we'll am a Star Trek purist.
4: I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll
5: wait. I'm <laughs> staring at him intently. We're so, sitting. In Right next to each
4: other. <laughs> <laughs> I know. To it's kind of a wide chair, but it's not
5: nearly wide enough. <laughs> so
4: what's what the one? I did have a few complaints, and those will come up when, when we when we start digging deeper, more 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 yeah. prominently. But uh, I have a problem with crawl in some aspects because I found him the most fascinating character in the movie. So I get angry when my most when the character I'm most fascinated in has issues with development and that they should like like mark said they should have revealed his motivations way sooner because everyone caught on. I mean, at least I I think you should have caught on pretty fucking quickly if they find the franklin and go, "Oh, all the crew disappeared." It's like, "Okay, well they didn't. He's crawl." So, and then Also his powers, I don't know if I missed that. I don't know if I missed his absorbing people's life energy. It was just Did anyone in, explain that it ever? It was in one movie? scene
0: when mm-hmm. they like we're looking at the logs.
4: How did he get that they didn't, power? They
0: didn't explain never, his or, logs.
2: Well, they they showed it when he there were the two people hanging and he, his face was like changing as he was.
4: I know they showed forward. it. How did he get that power? It. When, no, that when they, they said, were
2: when uh, Ohura found the like the picture of him and they started looking him up on the on the flight uh, back to Yorktown, and the log was talking about uh, it was he's like uh, I'm one of the last three remaining members of the crew. Um, I found uh, information that suggests that the, the previous inhabitants of this planet had technology that would prolong life, oh, uh, and okay. I intend to use it to its full extent to uh, save the lives of me and my ruining crew. Yeah, so that. that's
0: when they explained the drones, because they say it was... Um, yeah, I, I remember um, him here talking about it finding this, all the equipment. It was in that same thing where they say they found the equipment of all the automated drones, and then he says at the very end of the log that okay,
4: he... well then one grape gone, we're good. They, they should have built that up a little bit more because oh, yeah. it was all very strange. The whole like I th- I didn't think you needed that. I think he could have just had like a, a super cursed necklace or something stupid. Like that <laughs> one.
2: Super cursed. <laughs>
5: <That's> <laughs> but bad. But
4: I mean, it worked regardless. The, the movie was awesome. It was a lot of fun. I liked it. Jason.
5: Well, Jason. Jason.
4: You're,
5: so, um Jay Sayer. Star Trek Beyond. So this has also been a movie I've really been looking forward to. I uh, was a big fan of the first one. I actually was a big fan of Into Darkness, even though it seems like everyone kind of shits on that movie now. Oh, it was a good movie. I really liked Into Darkness. Um, I, I almost Star feel Trek like movie. that movie and Prometheus in some ways. Hold on are uh, kind of like you know spiritual siblings because those movies are kind of like your modern science fiction movies that always get picked on by critics. Uh, Into Darkness, it seemed like when it came out, it got really positive reviews. Everyone really enjoyed it. You know, Got really positive word of mouth from just the, the casual fan. And then now in subsequent years, that's a movie that's very easy to say, oh, Into Darkness, oh no, man, what went wrong there? But, but I really enjoyed it when I saw it in theaters mm-hmm. and I still enjoy that movie. Um, so I was really looking forward to Star Trek Beyond. I kind of wanted to see what they were going to do with this new series, kind of continuing on. Uh, walking away from it, I don't think I had necessarily as positive of a reaction as everyone else did. I, didn't, I, I don't think it's a bad movie, so like I wouldn't sit there and give it a negative review at all. I think I talked to a couple people today at you know work. I talked to a couple members of my family about it. And I couldn't sit there and say, this movie was bad, don't go see it. I think I told everybody, go see it, like, check it out. But it just wasn't as overwhelmingly as, like, positive a reaction as I kind of wanted to have when I went to go see the movie last night. Um, I won't necessarily harp on any of the negatives right now, but I will say in terms of positives, and some of the things that have already been kind of brought up, I think the fact that they treated this installment more like a uh, episode of the series, and kind of just like a long form episode of the series, was one of its biggest strengths. Because they didn't do the cliche like, the universe is in danger, we have to save the universe. It was really small scale. You think about it, like once they went through the nebula, they were on that planet, one planet the entire movie. Mm -hmm. So it's like they went to the Yorktown, through the nebula, to that planet, left the planet went through the nebula went to yorktown resolved their issue the end and that was it so it was it, was, it, it definitely reminded me of the series just kind of a more up-to-date faster paced a lot more effects driven version of what they originally were trying to do with the original series and i thought that really worked yeah i really thought um to that end it was good that i really liked the whole idea of they broke it off into twos. Yeah. After the Enterprise crashes, spoiler alert, they break <laughs> off probably should say that first, right? They break <laughs> off into twos. And I think the the pairings were just brilliant. Yeah. You you've yeah. got, you know, Kirk and Chekhov and you've got, you know, Bones and Spock and like you they're really playing these different characters with these totally different personalities off against each other. And to me that was really effective because you got a lot more Kind of character moments and character building than you really did in the previous installments. So that was kind of cool that the movie, like the meat of the movie, is really in more of these kind of slow build moments as opposed to you know this really kind of big staged stuff. It was really about those little kind of bantery sort of back and forths. So I thought that was really strong as well. Um, So I mean that, that that was that was the thing that I kind of took away from the, the movie po- you know in a positive sense was that. I thought that was great and, and I would give 80% of the credit for the fact that they were able to pull that off to the writers, to Simon Pegg and the other guy. I feel bad that I don't know exactly his name but <laughs> John, um, yeah. Sulu's Jimmy. husband Simon Pegg and Sulu's John. husband I think did a phenomenal job <laughs> in Nailing that aspect of what made the original show so special, and why we're talking about it, you know, 50 years later. Yeah. Um, no, I didn't even so, think about the
2: pairings, like, you know, I could see the pairings at the time, but like, they were very out of the ordinary pairings for the yeah. character. Yeah, and I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. Like That was mm. really, really good. I, th- I think, like, Carl Urban and uh, Zach, Zach Quinto, Quinto the least surprising pairing, but like, Uhura and Sulu, and uh, Kirk and Chekhov. I think like, most
4: importantly, these are actors that haven't had a chance to really work off each other. Exactly, exactly. Yes. yeah, yeah.
2: So like, that, that's mostly what I meant, like, not necessarily characters, but, like, in these movies, their character, their, uh, they haven't had time to
5: play off each other in, like, the series yet. Yeah. Um, well, in a lot of ways, my takeaway from the movie, like, when I was thinking about it today, and I was kind of thinking back at you know points I wanted to address or problems maybe I had with the movie or things that I liked about the movie. I wasn't thinking about Chris Pine. I wasn't thinking about Zachary Kinto. I wasn't thinking about, you know, any any of those like actors. I was thinking about Carl Urban. Because in my opinion, it was a revelation for me with his character. Like he for me kind of stole the movie.
4: He kicked ass. He
5: yeah. he, he, he absolutely ass. did. And and you know I have gotten problems with it. i I know we'll get to it, but the one thing I would, you know, Uh, pretty ubiquitously say like his character was awesome. Like he he was written extremely well. He acted the shit out of it. Yeah. And that was that was great. Like I mean I love Carl Urban as an actor. I love Carl Urban before going into this movie. I loved everything he's done pretty much. But I just thought he just knocked it out of the park and a lot of it he kinda carried for me. Not to say any of the performances were bad. I thought all the acting in this movie was just phenomenal. I thought it was really good. Um, but Carl Urban's kind of just dedication to it really yeah. kind of struck me and came through. He and was that was my favorite it, it part. Anytime, anytime an Yeah, anytime he was on screen was I was enjoying which, the movie.
1: Which if you go back and you watch the other two movies, Carl Urban brings that intensity to the character of Bones the entire time. Oh, but it's... they never wrote his character in enough as they should have. Yeah. If you look back at, you know, the original series, your three main characters, the whole, uh, setup for that is based around Kirk, Spock and Bones. Yeah, the two and sides then, of Kirk's conscience. Exactly. That's what it is. It is you have you dating. have the angel and the devil on both sides. Yeah. And I will say that Bones is the devil and Spock is the angel. Or you could flip that the other way around because uh, Bones always portrays the humanity side of it. Why? Spock portrays the side that's well. They nailed the I was balance about to balance. Why black yeah. and
4: white? It's not angel and devil. That's what no. That's it's human and Vulcan. It's it's emotion and logic. Well, that that's, that's what, what, what it is. What is well,
1: it's still emotion and logic are flip sides of the coin. It, this was very much. That's what the show always was, and Kirk was in the middle. He was the one who had to you know bear the burden and actually make the decision in the end, and in this latest one they actually portrayed that i think pretty well
5: well well, the scene you know very close to the beginning of the movie where they meet each other in the bar and they have a drink that's so good yeah and they're they're talking you know back and forth about just kind of like where kirk's head's at and and what he's feeling and what he's kind of thinking you know this far into their five-year you know journey it's like to me that was that was a scene that really really worked well yeah and I love the way they played those characters off. And and that, that would be what I would say too. Like the, the balance. They they just really struck the balance of characters in this movie. It wasn't and I have seen some articles kind of hit on this. It wasn't a Kirk Spock movie. It, it, yeah, it definitely yeah. was an ensemble sort oh, of yeah. piece. You know, they really they really drew from all these diverse talented actors that are playing these of multifaceted characters in this universe, and they played off that really well. So, I, that was something I was very happy to see was that it was pretty balanced among all the different, you know, different characters that they had at their disposal. They didn't just focus on one or two yeah. and say, okay. And I
2: wonder if part of that comes from a member of the ensemble being a major writer, uh, in giving more playtime to all of the cast, not just. A little yeah. bit of it, yeah. and then like back up to the rest. You well, know? Not just
4: being a major writer, but being a major fan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Huge yep. Star yep. Trek. You yeah. can
0: tell he wanted to see more Sulu. He wanted to see more Chekhov. He didn't just want it to be the standard duo kicking ass like the last yeah. last couple. They're great characters,
2: yeah. and they deserve to be flushed out more in the, oh, yeah. in the movie. Like, it was then, good, it, and it worked out well. Like we all enjoyed it because of it. You know, he knew what he was
3: doing. Definitely.
1: Milhouse? Milhouse? Milhouse. Well, Justin Lin, what do
4: you think about the movie you made? You
3: know, I thought this was a really good movie that I made, and I made it for me, mostly. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm glad that you all got to uh, see it and enjoy it on a level that I certainly didn't, because I made it for me to enjoy. (laughs) I don't care about you. No, um, I I thought it was really good. I, um... I actually didn't realize this movie had came out until Mark was like, we're going to go see Star Trek tonight. Do you want to go see it? I'm like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. Didn't know that came out. (laughs) Um, But it was good. I mean, there were were some things that I thought were going to annoy me, like, during the movie, like, the whole, like, I mean, I, I don't really care for the whole Spock and Uhura relationship thing. Like, it's just not something that interests me but like they break they, up every movie I'm they, sorry break up every you, they break movie. up every fucking
4: movie
3: <laughs> and i'm like it's like okay i don't care whatever it's <laughs> like they'll get back together they'll break up spock S- will make vulcan babies spock will
1: pull some romance out of his ass yeah back
2: exactly. again.
3: i gave her a magical tracking necklace <laughs> <laughs> that um,
2: oh that was a great nod at the
1: end of the movie
3: i mm-hmm. love that so he just much.
1: stares at carl Urban like
3: no. <laughs> <laughs> no don't do it. Um the whole like once once they were like uh we're like, Oh yeah, they they work by sound, they're communicating with each other. No, we just have to do the thing and they'll you know, something'll happen. It's like <laughs> I know they're gonna play sabotage. I'm, I'm not on board. Yeah, and we're, then they started doing it and, and, it's, and it's, it's like summoned. okay, alright, alright, I'll buy this. You know, they like start flying by and it's like or maybe it doesn't make sense that they're all just exploding. Yeah. They, well, they didn't like, even look like they were crashing. The they idea was, yeah, it's supposed to be that they were supposed ramming into them. Be...
4: That's what matters.
3: No, they were like flying They're not ramming like, into like, them. They were flying If so they like, were ramming into them,
5: that ship would have They would have been destroyed immediately. Exploded. They were like flying you guys, by... wait. We're gonna do a whole thing on flaws. I'm counting it. Okay. Yeah, yeah no, we, we are. So don't play too much All right, all right.
3: But like, so it did that. Like, that happened. And I'm like, okay, I can, you know, I'll buy this. And then like, there was the whole big like, part where it's like, Bwah! and it's like, oh, blah, I'll take 10. <laughs> I couldn't give them my money fast enough. I couldn't give him my money. It was the uh, perfect timing for that yeah. moment. Yeah. When they're yeah. just like, oh, we got this signal that's going to disrupt them. They're like, yeah. well,
6: broadcast
0: it. And they crank it up right at that yeah. moment. you cast broadcast
4: it before the plot. Broadcast it before the block. That is so
6: Simon
4: Payne. Yeah. It's
6: so him. Oh,
3: it's, yeah, it worked out so well. It was so well. You was see so his great timing come through. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then the whole like, architecture of Jay- or, uh, Yorktown was yeah. amazing. Like, oh, yeah. I loved Beautiful. how it wasn't just like, you know. A floating platform. It was just right, like a right. lot of different like lanes and stuff, and yeah. like the artificial gravity is like keeping some Which people like upside down. Even but NASA like, is
1: backing that up. They're that's like, pretty. That's that's, that's, what that's it would
3: good be. sci-fi. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's good sci-fi. But. That's what this. Uh, that's what this show's about. Yeah. Good sci-fi. It was beautiful.
4: Yeah. I, I didn't. M. C. Escher Yotan in space was the coolest. One of the coolest parts of the entire movie. Yeah. Like yeah. when I saw that, I lit up. I felt like yeah. a kid again. That was like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
3: I was really glad that like that's where the that's where the movie like climaxed at, like, uh oh, Krull's coming to destroy Yorktown, like
4: And you're mad at Now you this. gotta go well
3: now you gotta go back there and yeah. save it. Like so it's like it it yeah. circled back around nicely. Yeah, it
2: definitely. It was very it felt like a natural progression in the movie. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh. The one thing I have to say, uh and they added in Later, and I'm, I'm gonna butcher this name, and I'm sorry, but uh oh boy, Shorey Asht- Ashlu Agadashlu, A- yeah, who it is? Honestly, when I found out, she's in the expanse, and we all love her from the expanse. Oh, she yeah. plays uh, Christian Evasalar, uh, she the earth lady. Ambassador. Oh, yeah, yeah I love ambassador. her, yeah. she's fantastic, and they added her into this movie late, like three months before the movie came out. They all filmed right. her, scenes. noticeably, but you know what. It doesn't matter. You throw that 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 smoky, sultry oh. voice into there, and I'm just like sold. I'm like <laughs> yes, and I'm hoping that in the you know the decade the decade to come that that's gonna be like Sigourney Weaver in like the '80s and '90s. She's I, gonna be the face of. Sakurai. I love her, but yeah, it,
5: I knew going into the movie that it was a late edition. It was like a eleventh hour. You know, we're adding more showray in there, and. It, it definitely did come off that way in the movie. Because it was yeah. just very disjointed. Yeah, like, very I, I love her as an actress. I love the scene. You know, I, I get it. It, it. it definitely worked as as kind of a bookend to Kirk's journey in yeah. this movie. You know, uh, they, they play the whole oh yeah you want to be the ambassador we'll talk about it you know we'll talk about it later and then when he comes or not ambassador admiral and, you know admiral. oh yeah vice admiral we'll talk about it later and then oh when everything comes full circle two hours later so you got the job if you want it and then kirk's like nah man i'm going back out of space <laughs> nah dog i love like, sailing i
4: agree with you it did I, feel kind of out there and and just like it, it wasn't part of the movie as a whole
5: you, you can tell it was kind of added yeah you know? but I, I mean i, I didn't really that's a story it's certainly the story, me, it served yeah. the story that to me didn't really make me sit there and say oh you know it this is stupid it wasn't necessary like the sabotage thing did <laughs> it wasn't necessary but
4: it was it wasn't unnecessary right yeah exactly. and the sabotage thing okay well here's the
1: here's Wait, the no thing. no we're not getting there no yet. no you no, have everyone's no, good no, right? no i didn't he didn't and i did not oh, so
4: come right. on there, homie. <laughs> We're at 49 minutes, guys.
1: We're going to go late on this one. Oh, man. We, we got it. it so. Okay. Special five yeah, I'm hours. Not gonna special. <laughs> I'm not just going to repeat
0: everything people were saying, because I loved it. I felt like it It seemed more like a Roddenberry Star Trek, and I think I boiled down the reason. And they took themes that are going on in the world today, and they expressed it through sci-fi, and that's yes. why it felt like Roddenberry. Perfect. The, the antagonist of the movie is somebody who was lost in a changing world and felt disenfranchised so he lashed out and that that sums up so much of the conflict in the world today that it just condensed that in this amazing way that you like most people probably didn't even like pick that
4: up uh, since it came up I do want to say that that's one of the big things I wanted to talk about it's a very important Peace and it's very important that we do address it it's more than just a character in a disenfranchised world he's a soldier that fought for his country gave his life for his country and in this case his planet and came home to find a world that he wasn't ready for that he didn't think he fought that war for and the worst part about it all is that the federation abandoned him the federation left He's a, dis- he's a PTSD soldier who the Federation, the government, yeah. in quotes, left behind, and that was a really, really important part of the, of the story, is that, you know, it, it's very important. It's nowadays, and yeah. like you said, Rodden- it's got that's that Roddenberry it. theme to and it, is it. that, you know, our, our government ignores our PTSD soldiers, it ignores the illnesses they can't, that we can't see, and that was crawl and that was one of my complaints is that and that's why I say he's the most fascinating character in the whole thing but we didn't really get to see much until the end yeah, but, yeah. but but at the end we did get to see it and that's the important part is we got to understand that he, at the end of the day he wasn't really the bad guy he was just a broken guy
6: mm-hmm. he was a
4: broken guy that was left out there and yeah. you can't yeah. blame him for being mad yeah you can't and and Kirk is the millennial Kirk is the man telling him you won the war, Captain. Alliance, straight yeah, from Kirk. Yeah. You won the war, Captain. It's over. But he can't hear that because he's he's too far gone at this point. He's been left already. Well, they,
1: they focus on, like, the war ended, and they had no idea what to do with him. So they gave him a ship, and they sent him off. But mm-hmm. he still didn't know what to do. He was damaged. What, his, what he felt his purpose was for, it was missing. Yeah. He had to mm-hmm. find a new one, essentially. Um... Do you have any more? I'm, I'm sorry for thought. interrupting you. Oh, no, no,
4: you no, no, that's it. That's the one thing, like, I know we're about to get into the sabotage thing. <laughs> that's, and that's I, I know it's it. coming. Yeah. I just wanted to get that in there in a very serious moment because that's, that's really something yeah. that everyone needs to be well, talking about him in this movie is Crawls' role rolling. Exactly. I,
5: I agree, too. That's the thing. I don't think, because I love Idris Elba. I love him as an oh, actor. Yeah. Oh, Anything yeah. he does, I, I told Colin, I will sit there and watch Idris Elba in a room sitting in a chair... Not saying anything for two hours. He was it the best be, part of probably It would me? be yes. the great, yeah. He, was, he would. <laughs> it would be the greatest film I ever watched, and I would have rave reviews about it. But, but that was my complaint. I wanted more crawl. I yeah. wanted more explanation as to what makes this character tick. What, what happened to him? Like, you know, give me more backstory. Give me more info. You know, it, it just seemed like it was a little bit rushed. And I mean, yeah, you can only do so much in a two-hour movie, especially when you've got this ensemble of, you know. All these great characters that you're trying to give them all kind of ample screen screen time, which I think was, you know, worthy in this case. Like, they, they, they did a pretty good job of that. But at the expense of kind of setting up this villain, I think, in the way that he should have been set up. But he's still, at the end, I, I kind of got that, you know, multifaceted, okay, this guy isn't pure evil. Mm-hmm. He's seen some shit. He's been through some shit. You know, this is just kind of his uh, his way of dealing with this world you know, for better or worse. So he, I, I agree with you there.
4: And here's hoping we do get more Crawl and deleted scenes because I feel like there is more out there. Yeah. I feel like there's more that probably did get deleted. Um, So hopefully we'll, we'll get a little bit more of him because once again, that Franklin, him being the captain of the Franklin was not well hidden. It was pretty in your face. So I have to assume I, the reveal it, I just this.
5: wish- it was, caught me off guard, honestly. I just, just wish a, they would have named Belfast. the villain Balthazar because that's a much cooler name than Crawl. <laughs> well, but, <laughs> I honestly just assumed that-
2: they all got their life force drained when they were like found by crawl. That was that was my assumption yeah. until they revealed it.
4: Just remember, always remember, there's never anything said for no reason in those yeah. movies. Also remember well, that Idris Elba
1: literally can set the soul out of people's bodies. Well, one of the that's things, an
4: actual trait of him. That's how but, he's gotten. He's that's how he's gotten most of his roles.
5: Well, that's the thing I didn't really realize <laughs> until later on, until I thought about it, is that you know the, the drone soldiers. You know, here the entire time I'm watching it, I'm thinking, oh, this is some alien race. You know, Kral is this, you know, uh, leader or general of some malevolent alien race that wants to destroy the Federation. But you don't really think about, apart from the main three, which actually become, or at least we, we kind of find out later, are the survivors of the Franklin they're all just kind of drones, like they're not actually, you know, members of some alien race or whatever, they're just kind of suits, like sentient suits, basically. You don't see anyone's helmet flip up and there's some alien that looks like crawl. Mm -hmm. And here I think, in my mind, I was thinking that, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, this is this big alien race, you know, they're just whatever, they're, Mm -hmm. you know, they're, uh, you know, they're, they have one kind of set goal, like they're all trying to destroy this, whatever, but it's like, he just kind of repurposed all this technology that he found it and is, then, you know, went to his ends. But really, there's three people. Yeah. It is
4: also implied that he had somehow swayed people to work with Port Prime too. 2. Yeah. So there were other, I'm sure there were some people in the suits, but yeah, I mean, the other technology of just yeah. controlling it with your mind, like, that's, that's cool yeah.
0: stuff. And it was a neat, uh, sorry, it was a neat uh, touch that, like, you eventually find out that all three of the, like, the main crew that you see all looked like that alien race because they had been sucking the life out of the last crew yeah. that crashed yeah yeah and then they yeah. and then he starts looking more human when he sucks a few of the humans essence yeah that's pretty cool it's just a really neat like oh that's why they all look like each other and not oh, like I the, didn't even think about that yeah, yeah I didn't that's think about that good.
1: either mm-hmm. uh, okay well i guess i'll go next um, mm. last i, I tried was. to say positive right no you did a good job of it you um, did do a good job Okay, so I don't want to call myself a Star Trek purist. Uh, I will say that I've... Con- you really,
3: like, verbatim <laughs> said those <words. laughs> no,
1: but I will literally... I've consumed every bit of Star Trek possible.
3: Uh, through a magical, like... Aside... aside grabbing somebody's no, head and sucking that aside out? From, <laughs> aside
1: from several novels I don't think I've read, but everything possible leading up to the, uh, the rebooted series that J.J. Uh, Abrams started... And I will say that this one, Star Trek Beyond, was the most Star Trek out of these, mm-hmm. these last three movies. It was, it was pretty spot on. Uh, I, I was really hesitant when Justin Lin took over. I, I was like, Justin Fast and Furious Lin is taking over what he did like episodes of the Community and the Fast and Furious movies. And he took over for Star Trek. I was worried. I actually was quite pleased with the job that he did. My complaints, and I will be very brief with this. What well, is this going to segue into? This yeah, is gonna it's going to be. Us. It's going to segue into most favorite, least favorite. This so is going to lead us into keep, 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 keep that. In, keep that in mind. So my, you know, my most favorite moment. It's not one moment, scene, what have you. It's everything leading up to that pre-climax of uh, well no everything leading up to everything leading up to the dirt bike scene with Chris Pine going around the dirt bike that was terrible everything everything leading up to that everything leading up to that was awesome it was basically taking the original series four fifths of the movie garbage and adding you know like 70 million dollars to it that's it was fantastic I liked it Um, after that I thought the movie kind of got a little ridiculous until the end. Um, I would say that my least favorite scene would have to be, and you guys are going to hate me, is when a derelict Federation starship was surfing a flaming wave of drones listening to the Beastie Boys. What the fuck? Right, okay, no, no, hang on, here. yeah, stop! Don't <laughs> interrupt, We've Don't interrupt We've me. We've arrived, boys. Do not interrupt me. I will say that I'm not going to put this directly into Star Trek, but if I'm watching a Star Trek movie, I do not want to see a derelict Federation starship surfing a flaming wave of drones, listening to the Beastie Boys. What the fuck? Okay. Anyways, <laughs> I'm gonna stop there. Moving on. Hang on, Matt. Least favorite, and most favorite. <laughs> no, because I really
4: to say this in response nope, to it because we no. responded to other people saying this. It baffles me that you people defend Event Horizon with <laughs> the worst pieces of shit ever created in the history of sci-fi and yet will not be on okay, board okay. with a starship surfing drones to the thing. Beastie Boys' 1990-something hit sabotage Because cannot buy it.
5: Here's the issue. Event Horizon... didn't do that. For the the hour and 45 minutes of the runtime is basically cruising at this level. And nothing really gets beyond or below this level. Or like this level. Well, no, no, no. You don't know how high the ceiling goes yet. (laughs) So Event Horizon is cruising at this level. Okay. Star Trek Beyond is cruising at this level for about 90% of the movie. And then when it gets to the aforementioned ridiculous sabotage scene, it just Pulls a fucking nosedive into like fucking cinematography. Right? Cinema it's no, because... it's action, uh-huh. it's exciting, it, but it's no. fun. The only thing more stupid than having sabotage in your trailer for your tent pole summer blockbuster movie is having it in the fucking climax I'm sorry. of your tent pole.
4: I'm sorry, <laughs> Jason, I didn't movie. realize you didn't see the first two Abrams Star Trek movies, so the song has a strong attachment. To Kirk and I
5: did, but I just couldn't believe that at that moment in time they were going to pull that moment. I, I, I kind of knew it. Like, I knew it was coming. And when they, you know, they're starting to build, like, the only way we can defeat the swarm of alien ships is by, oh, we got to use FM radio signals. Makes and I'm thinking, sense. Oh, shit. Okay, here we go. Makes sense. They're going to play a song. <laughs> I knew that. And then, well, what song are we going to play? Oh, oh, and then Sabotage starts Makes going on, sense. They, they
4: sabotage them. I understand right, it completely. Right. They
5: play the thing, but then it's, you know, that didn't even get me. I could buy Sabotage to an extent. It's the crew looking at each other, and then I think Spock or someone asking Spock, like, Oh, Thons. so this is classical music, and Spock's sitting yeah. there going, Yeah. That's that's what kind of did it for me, and I, I just I, I remember looking at Colin and just saying, "Oh man, that that's a bridge too far. That that's jumping a shark." I for didn't him. like that line though. I, I the line was kind of dumb, wrong. but the
4: whole scene was just I, fun. Like, I, I didn't know see, that Star Trek wasn't allowed to be fun. No,
5: so that's the thing. So that's this movie was it was it was much more lighthearted than the previous films. It was a lot more fun. It it spend a lot more time trying to be fun and not trying to be as grimdark or as serious or as, you know, like I said, we're saving the universe but that scene in particular and really as Colin kind of touched on too the motorcycle scene too also fun. The motorcycle scene through the tidal wave for me was just a little too much. That was where and like you said, perfect you know, perfect kind of explanation of your point yeah. Okay. Fine. We we give, we give credit, or we uh, we can kind of give a pass to Event Horizon or Stargate or some of these kind of cheesy butthole of cinema. This is trademark. Star
1: Trek. This is Star
5: Trek. Star
4: Trek is the definition of butthole. <gasps>
3: oh boy. No, what? but Hang on. you say. <back>.
4: But good butthole. It's classic. It goes all the way back to the sixties. <laughs> no, 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 no one knew <laughs> what they were doing in this. No one knew what they were doing in sixties sci-fi. And if you say they did, you were wrong. They got the themes right, but they didn't know what they were doing. It was the, the best they had to base their sci-fi I, on in
0: okay, the 60s yeah. was Okay, moving on and ignoring what Ben just said.
5: <laughs> I, I just feel like I, I I get what you're saying. Star uh, Trek's always been low I, budget is what I'm saying. Well, I'm, yeah. I get what you're saying, but for me, that that scene, just it didn't work. For me. I'm not saying it didn't for you or for anybody else and what I, what well, watching the I, I movie. It,
4: I guess it works for me because I am not a fan of the original stuff. I haven't watched a lot of the original I, stuff. I can I expect it.
5: I can I, allow a certain amount of, you know... Ridiculousness. It doesn't have to be this serious thing, or and you know, if there was some sort of like traditional climax where it was very kind of like I said, like grim dark, and you know, they're jumping back and forth between ships and shooting each other, and it's oh no, you know, someone died or whatever like that. I'm not saying that necessarily would have been better. I just don't like the way it was handled.
0: And that's honestly exactly where I land, because like I love the concept of the motorcycle scene where he's the distraction riding the found motorcycle. And with the little the hologram thing. I loved that element, but I felt like that scene was dragged out so far and really? so much action was pumped into it. Like, the fight scene with Jayla and the, the crew member from the Franklin. Manus. Yeah. Manus, thank you. And, like, there were just so many elements that I felt like they were trying to cram into one scene that it felt weird. But they avoided it... they avoided all the
2: shit, like, there, if there had been members of the enterprise like running around shooting at the other at the other like the alien soldiers or whatever i th- i think that would have been too much but they they all just they got in teleported their crew out and got out like it, they did exactly what they're supposed to do there weren't long drown out like no, fight scenes they, and stuff even even that one fight scene with uh jayla was was pretty quick and it was like i mean it was cut out and like like spliced in between different parts of the scene but it was like a thirty-second
1: fight. Like M-
4: Mark, yeah, the whole Mark, scene itself is Mark, only like five minutes Mark
1: away. James T. Kirk, captain of the starship Enterprise, was driving a derelict dirt bike in circles. He's the around same a prison character.
4: We, he's the same character we met driving a convertible off a cliff as a kid.
1: That's J.J. Abrams. I will forgive that. You
4: know. You're 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 being a purist here. You're you're demanding that it be nineteen sixties James T. Kirk, no, but it's not.
1: I'm saying once you remove J.J. Abrams from the whole setup, I would expect them to take yeah, a different approach to it and But
4: that's, the characterization. that's, that's, that's the characterization. You can't wipe out two movies of characterization. So, yeah.
1: No, I'm saying is you don't have to have James Kirk driving a dirt bike around in circles.
4: I think you would. I think so, you should.
5: That, okay, we, we touched on my big flaw in the movie, or, or what I kind of saw as a weakness, which is that whole kind of, you know uh, I don't know, third act, whatever, that whole section kind of in there. The vast majority of the movie I, I enjoyed, or at least enjoyed to the point where, like I said, I, I would recommend it to someone. I wouldn't sit there and say this was a bad movie or it was poorly made or whatever. The only other flaw that I really drew out, and you guys may disagree with this, but it's just things I noticed, in some of the technical aspects, I mean, I'm not a big fan of Justin Lin as a director. J.J. J. Abrams I don't think is a perfect director, but there was a lot of things that I just kind of, the way they were handled, I don't necessarily know if I agree with or I think he was the best person to do it. For instance, the hand-to-hand fight scenes, I thought were horrible. Yeah. They were right. shot very close in. They, they were very dark. The tracking of the camera wasn't very good. You just It hurt my eyes. And that was just kind of one of those things where I, I feel like I didn't watch Star Trek 1 or Star Trek 2 of the new series before I watched Beyond. So I don't know if they were like an improvement or they were worse or whatever. But it was just something I noticed anytime there was a fight scene or as a hand-to-hand thing, it was just very blurry and just kind of dark. And, and yeah. to me, I don't know who's who... Whose fault that lies in? I mean, I'm not a filmmaker. I don't know if that's cinematographer, director. You know, it's a little
4: bit of director, and I'll agree with you there. The fight scenes weren't handled as well as Abrams handled them.
5: Yeah, and the other thing was just, um, in terms of like the the scenes themselves, everything was kind of shot very dark. I noticed that like on the Enterprise too. Like in the beginning of the movie, everything was just very kind of murky looking, JJ which was kind kept of disappointing. Right. On the Enterprise. You know, and and I, I mean, Lens like Flare, notwithstanding, it was just kind of, you know, it just kind of dark. Yeah, right. right.
4: you can argue, though, that the theme, that due to the impending destruction of the Enterprise, that that was used as foreshadowing was to the darken these Maybe. I'm sure Justin Lin would say
5: that. Also, um, The mood. other thing, though, that this would be the last thing, was. Just a lot of the cuts, like, it seemed like, even though the movie, I'm not sure, I would imagine it's probably pushing two hours, right? It's two hours almost, exactly. A lot of the scenes were just cut so fast. It was just like very Justin Lin-style, like, gotta get to the next thing, gotta get to the next thing, gotta get to the next thing. Mm. And I don't know, I I just feel like I almost would have liked to see a little bit more, and maybe in a director's cut we will, where there's a little bit more kind of setting up the scene as opposed to just... Cut, 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 cut. It I felt think he like put a
2: good amount of, of breathing room in the scenes that needed it. Like, there's the scene where they, uh, they're they sitting down and having a glass of scotch for his birthday. And there was, like, a ten-second pause where they, like, take their sip, they savored it, and they both just, ah, yeah, that's really good. Like, they <laughs> yeah. gave breath to the scenes that needed it, but they, in the scenes where, I don't know, I guess there were a couple scenes that I actually thought were a little drawn out, uh, particularly the ones with uh, Spock and Bones. I thought one or two of those could have been cut mm. a little bit shorter. Uh, but otherwise, I think it was, it was good pacing no, to me.
1: I actually liked uh, how much they kind of played up the relationship between those two. Is They like each other. Spock respects Bones, Bones respects Spock, but they would never, ever admit that. They, they, they're they, constantly, there's a feud going on between the two of them. Because they are literally night and day. One is pure emotion. The other is pure logic. And they can never connect, but they always give each other shit. But I really liked how they played that out between the two of them mm-hmm. and in this one. I liked all the Give, give them that time. Build that relationship. It's not like
3: I wanted you to cauterize my wound, but Baka...
2: <laughs> oh it's a good sci-fi, bad sci-fi. Uh, do do, do, we'll do you we skipped like all the ah, shit? I know we're like pushing let's, on time. Let's, let's do quick favorite. We need to do the two-hour um, podcast. <laughs> uh, so I, I, loved and I was reluctant to, but I love I ended up loving the scene with uh, sabotage. It when it started, I it was coming. I hated that super quick uh, teamworky. Science that they did I, I hate when, yeah. when movies do that like it's basically just day sex like They they just oh, yeah We're just immediately like firing at all cylinders and in 30 seconds We're just gonna really quickly jump from one person to another in the crew and figure out exactly how to defeat the enemy I hate that shit and like it just like gets to the point too fast uh, and I saw it coming like once they started and then I kind of was groaning as it started, but then as it just kept going and they're flying through the crowd, it was just fun. It was just fun. It was a really fun scene to me. And I know it wasn't very Star Trek, and I can see why you have a problem with it, Colin. But, I don't know, it was just, it was just really fucking fun. <laughs> Watching them fly through and just just blowing the shit out of all these ships. And then like, that it wow! Was, it was too cool. So least favorite then? Uh, least favorite scene for me
0: uh i'll throw a scene out that i hate it if you want
4: sure go
0: for it the we have to hit terminal velocity oh, oh Yes, yeah. oh, that was 100
1: so sense no it made sense
0: but i hated it, it was so unnecessary you it was never. Dry, we never have for, to drop off a cliff. I wonder if we'll make never it for one going second. To <laughs> they literally, not they make literally
1: it. stole <laughs> a scene from GoldenEye and threw <laughs> it into that movie. Yeah, it's I just, will say straight up that I mean, that, that yeah. I'm saying from the dirt bike to okay, <laughs> Beastie they, Boys. They, they didn't s- need that. They had to
6: have some kind of a leap because it was too ridiculous that this like derelict spaceship was leaving the planet. I I don't think that it needed to be that. That was a little hackneyed. But like they had to have some kind of a like, how oh, the heck are we getting this off? Only right. you know by this small margin are we getting. There's this a lot of things they it. could have done. They could have yeah. like <laughs> they could have like done.
0: fired up the warp drive and kicked it out of orbit. Or I would have, have, something have accepted like that. Right. Over them like dinner. cliff diving and yeah, then into yeah, Goldeneye like airplane shooting, like, shooting s- up over the ridge. So my so, favorite least
5: favorite. Okay,
0: that is by far my least favorite. My favorite, ooh. I'd have to say my favorite is the scene where they're sharing a glass of scotch. Wow. There was something yeah. about that character development, that yeah. feel. It felt so natural that looking back at the movie, I kind of forget about the actors every time I think about it. They just felt like the characters
1: themselves. That yeah, was Bones and Kirk. Yeah, that Straight was out. it. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Er- Eric.
6: Now nope. no, I'm going to shoot to Eric on this one. Um, least favorite... Uh, I have to agree with, I think, a majority of the people here now that my least favorite scene was the riding on the wave of exploding
1: ships. You're right, I, I, surfing. I, surfing. Surfing, by way. Two people I, It was, not a majority. It two. was surfing. That's three now. I didn't,
6: I didn't have a problem with the way they got there as much as some people did. I I didn't mind, you know, a lot of... But it was, it was just a bit much... I really enjoyed that They were like, okay, we're going to disrupt this eloquent pattern that they have where they're all according movements. We're going to disrupt that. That's cool. They're gonna to crash together. That's cool. But then all of a sudden there's like a million of these ships out of nowhere so that there can be more fire and they're all crashing together. It was a, it was a way to marry this movie to the other two and bring those, the styles of the film together, but it was still it still bugged me. Uh, favorite part of the movie, I love swarms. Oh, I love swarms. And this was the coolest space battle ever when they started it off, and these guys just started, like, severing parts of the ship by flying. Yeah, vague. that was really yeah. that was cool. Coolest space battle thing I've seen. And you as see them taking as
1: shape cover. as they're, like, heading yeah. in. That yeah. was huge that was, for me. I was, was like, that's big. cool. Yeah, that was, that was
6: great. As much as I love so um, much about this movie and the tone and the, the, you know, the way they grounded the, the like, out-there sci-fi, mm-hmm. that, was, that was just the most amazing.
1: Uh, I will have to say that now that you mention it, that is my most favorite part. Would have to be that that scene between Bones and Kirk uh, when they're talking about his birthday and drinking the scotch they stole from uh, Chekhov's Chekhov. locker, which yeah. I love that. Why yeah. would you think it would be vodka? Would you think it'd be vodka? <laughs> yeah. But it's scotch, right? <laughs> um, and my least favorite, I will have to say, is. This derelict federation ship. Derelict. 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 Surfing on a flaming wave of drones yeah. to the Beastie Boys. Trust me. That is not Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> that is. Right. That's not Star, I mean.
4: Star Trek isn't fun. We know. Miller, how about you?
3: <laughs> I, um... Yeah, no, I, I... The cliff diving scene is, um... My least favorite. I just couldn't do it. Like it's just like, oh, are they gonna make it? And then Suzanne actually brought up, wouldn't it be funny if they actually didn't make <laughs> it and it just cut to credits right there? And it's just like, uh, what happened? What movie is this? Just, just yeah, Kurt's like,
1: yeah. like anytime, and he just doesn't say anything. Play, play the Beastie Boys song right at that. <laughs> <movie>. <laughs> uh,
3: uh, it
4: was right as they crash into fucking jacket <laughs> rock. That'd be funny as shit. That'd be oh, totally man. rad. No, I, I. When <laughs> wait, wait. He has not said it his favorite. Oh, okay.
3: My favorite scene was um. I'm gonna just do like a blanket sort of like favorite scene slash scenes. The destruction of the Enterprise, culminating in the saucer flip. That okay, was so just vis- visually. That just. That, I was like, oh my god! Like, this is in- this is insane! Like, just they're like. You know, they're doing the whole Inception like running on the walls thing, and it's like you know, it's just the saucers like flipping over, and that like turncoat bitch alien woman like just gets flattened. She was she was <laughs> one of the
4: original three. Yeah. Oh, was she? A, she I, got, didn't, like, I didn't catch incinerated that. Incinerated, if you saw. Yeah, that's yeah. Why, That's why she said that to, to Yeah, her. I didn't I
3: didn't catch that. Like, I guess it, it makes sense now. Like, okay, all right, yeah, like, yeah, you, yeah. Do
4: you believe every? Oh.
1: Okay.
3: Right. Okay.
2: No, I was honestly like. I wasn't saying that the uh, uh, sabotage scene was my favorite. I just wanted to add my two cents from that conversation. I, I, I agree with Eric's favorite scene. That was my, that was the coolest scene in all three of the movies that I've seen so far. Like them just like mm-hmm. beelining for different parts of the ship and like connecting as a, like a knife point and just ripping through was the coolest thing i have ever seen in any of the The movies.
3: whole destruction of the enterprise yeah. scenes were like yeah, it just, insane. It was like, glorious. felt dirty but just was, like yeah. cutting yeah. off the yeah. engine so they couldn't get away and they, literally and they just just
1: couldn't like couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. They were just like what the fuck and is shields I'm didn't prevent anything. Like, a saucer separation that's a very much a next generation Yeah. yeah. They didn't yeah. do that in the original series no, the original series didn't. movies. That was That was the first the, episode of the The next first episode of TNG was a saucer separation, yeah. Um well, if, uh, no one has
4: got favorite, least anything. favorites over here, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's cool. I thought you did. I know
5: what
1: your least favorite scene is. I'll
5: keep it concise, I promise, because I know... Okay, the Jason, go ahead. Briefly, uh, my least favorite scene, I think, probably wouldn't surprise anyone, was the Sabatoosh scene. Um, <laughs> not need to right talk there, about Mark. why that was, but my favorite scenes, uh, and I wouldn't just, like, go to one particular, but there's like two sections in the movie where they kind of slow it down and i feel like a really good first section being the whole intro to the movie yeah the second section being after they've crashed and like i said they were kind of broken up into twos and you get all those kind of character team moments i feel like that's the strength of this movie they really simon pegg the writers they really we'll never know his name (laughs) we'll never know his name unfortunately but (laughs) he did a hell of a job Dave They, they did a great, did a great job, job in really building on. the characters, staying true to the themes of Star Trek, and, and that to me was the big win for this movie. There, Yeah, there was elements I didn't like, I didn't like how they were pulled off, but the characters were written very well, they were acted very well. And those were the scenes in the beginning and kind of more in like the, the first part of the middle of the movie where it really kind of shone through, and that was really evident. So that was my favorite. Okay.
4: Just know, I will defend sabotage to the day I die. I will defend writing on waves of drones to the day I die because I think Star Trek is a a franchise that's always needed more fun and less dryness. Dry is great. He never watched the show. Dry is awesome. I never watched the show. Provocative. Provocative. You don't know what Star Trek is. Just listen. Let me talk. Jesus Christ, you purist. Alright. Mom and Dad are fighting again. Alright. But. (laughs) They weren't my favorite scenes. They'll never be my favorite. Uh, my favorite scene was, without a doubt, Kirk and Crawl in the uh, in the chamber. And not just their fight, but the conversation they're having. My favorite part in the entire movie is when Kirk says, the war's over, Captain, you won. Like, that's, that's it right there. That's everything. And it really culminated in my favorite part of this movie was the theme that was going on. Because it's an important theme. It's a theme that's often ignored. Uh, not just by... Our government, but by our Hollywood, you know that's not a story that's often told. Uh, my least favorite, on the opposite end of that spectrum, is or in a similar similar area, I guess actually, is that my least favorite, just general area of it all, was that I didn't like that crawl. Didn't have enough. Didn't have more.
1: I agree with there. I think crawl yep.
4: should have should have yep. been a lot more of a focus. And yes, we got a lot of great ensemble stuff with the characters, but we should have had more crawl.
1: Should, should add an hour onto that movie just so we could have more crawl. Hmm. But the
4: movie was still fun as hell. That's what I. Understand. Yeah, man. Are we so, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna jump right into you. that. Actually, can I go last because I have one last thing. I okay. Say. <laughs> Starting with Eric. Uh,
6: obviously, good good sci-fi. Great sci-fi, better than any of the other the other two Star Trek movies of this. Calvin Universe era. is the official name.
1: What's it? The Kelvin universe. Kelvin universe? Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah. That the they USS only use Kelvin. The... Oh, okay, okay.
1: <laughs> but yeah.
3: I was going to be like, they only use degrees Kelvin. The USS Thor.
6: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's because of the USS Kelvin in the, the beginning of the 2009. Yeah. That makes
2: sense. What? But yeah, good Mark? sci-fi. Fantastic sci-fi to me. Uh, I mean, the, the universe is very grounded in sci-fi. Like, you know, going above and beyond yeah. and exploring. But... Just the this movie's uh, tech and everything, everything that this movie, that this movie in particular in this series is built on, uh, is just fantastic in sci-fi respects.
1: Okay,
0: uh, Matt. Great sci-fi. I loved it. Felt true to Roddenberry, with a lot more fun than some of the Star Trek movies in the past. Okay. And, yeah. That's, I mean, pretty much I agree completely with with
1: what Mark was saying. Uh, I will have to say that I do believe that this was great sci-fi. They honored so much of Star Trek that I feel like the last two movies couldn't honor. Hell, even parts of Enterprise couldn't even figure out. I think this was great sci-fi, and I'm actually looking forward to the next one. They're going to make a fourth one, and I'm excited for
3: it. Andrew say. I thought this was uh I thought this was great excellent excellent sci-fi you know uh, it's similar you know piggybacking off what Mark said you know this Star Trek's always been the sci-fi watchers like
2: end all be all end
3: all be all really like it's that's the IP you watch if you want like high sci-fi you know even more so than Star Wars Star, Star Wars is you know great sci-fi don't get me wrong but it's also about space wizards and sword fighting. Like, that, you know, this is where you go where it's like the prime directive states that we cannot interfere with this planet. It's like, <laughs> there is no prime directive. There's like, this is like, you're, you know, you're getting into the like logistics and there's a galactic federation and you've got all these alien species working together and it's just, it's the sci fi watchers movie. If you want to watch a sci fi movie that is purely sci fi, watch Star Trek. Jason.
5: I thought Star Trek Beyond was excellent sci-fi. You might not think so, but I did. I think it was a solid movie, but I thought it was excellent sci-fi because it was a exploration of themes that you really don't see that often in science fiction anymore. It was true to Roddenberry, as we've said. Um, And it, it was smart. I give credit to Simon Pegg. You can tell he's a fan. He definitely had the fans' interests in mind. He knew the type of story he wanted to see. He did a phenomenal job with the other guy. What's his name? Doug 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 Jung. They did a phenomenal job bringing those themes to the forefront. So I I don't know at this point, I've only seen it once, if it's my favorite new Trek movie. Um, But I think it was excellent sci-fi. 100%. Ben. Closing it off.
4: As I said earlier, dope as fuck, sci-fi. <laughs> dope as fuck. Uh, honestly, that's all I can say, dope as fuck. But, Colin, I wanted to talk to you about this earlier, and I, I forgot to. And I'm sorry for springing this on you. Anton Yelchin, uh, you know, we lost him this year to a really awful accident, and we had a really great final moment uh, in the editing. I don't know if any of you guys noticed that. Yeah. But Kirk, with his forgotten friends, we. Or, not Forgotten Friends, it was uh, Absent Friends. Absent and. To Absent Friends, and we saw mm-hmm. Anton mm-hmm. there. It's so, right the center. you know, it's just, I thought it'd be nice, you know, we dedicate this cast at the end here for Anton. I,
1: I will completely agree to that. Amazingly uh, talented
4: yeah. actor. Really yeah. talented, talented actor. And I,
1: he, you know what, I will say that it's not only sad that, you know, he, he did what he did so far, but what else could he have done? Right. Yeah. and that also makes me sad. as we could have seen so much more out of yeah.
5: him. Yeah, but I am happy that they've already confirmed that they are not recasting. Yes, right. yes. they're not yes. sure you what you they're going to do yet, you but can. they're not, which right. I think is the right, right move. Yeah. Right. I think yeah. that's, that's great. Yeah. so very good. Um, yeah. Right. But
4: yeah, so, Borat time, guys. Right. raise your glasses. Yeah. <sighs> well,
2: that was that out, There
1: you go. So or I don't know. So yeah. All right. Uh, thank long everyone long for uh, for listening to uh, Sci-Fi Cross Sections as we talk about Star Trek. Honestly, we probably could have done another two hours. Yeah, we really kind of <laughs> talking about it. Right. Thank you for listening. What are we and, doing uh, next? We'll, uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Stranger Things.